This episode of the Schick and Nick Show is brought to you by our friends at the Beanery. Paul and the Beanery go over here on our right with uh, Paul here and go to the drive-thru. Go inside and go get yourself a great, great brew. They've got brewed coffee, caramel lattes, even hot chocolates and mochas. Whatever you want, they've got it for you. How about a beanery mocha? How about a bulletproof coffee or even a smoothie? Mm. Breakfast sandwiches, everything in between. It's the Beanery. Locations in Ashland, Gretna, and Papillion. Check them out. It's the Beanery. Serving people coffee. Are you ready to bless the mood? Are you ready to bless the mood? Are you ready to bless the mood? Some people think they're God. So, it's not going to be a long show because one of us had a busy, eventful weekend with a lot of things happening, life-changing moments, <laughs> things that really shake up the dynamics of family, and the other person is Nick Ball. Yes. Right. Yeah, you, I, softball, how many people can, can do soft? you did softball studio all day Sunday, you looked at me and said, I don't care about your baby. I have a softball studio show that is just going to take precedent over everything else, and that's where we're at at this point. That's right. Uh, it was it was busy. Not sure what you had going on, but my my day was frankly my whole weekend was busy. I had softball updates in the softball studio. The soft toss into the soft drink. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, everyone wants to know how I'm doing. And right. I had softball updates on Friday, cut-ins on ESPN and ESPN two. I had to do that on Saturday for like ten hours, and then Sunday, I, I don't say got I had to, I got to, I, I had the privilege of, and then yesterday Sunday, I did um, ESPNU radio, uh, ESPN radio in the morning with Myron Metcalf, and then right after that, walked ten feet down the hallway, oh. ESPN in Charlotte, and did. Uh, you know, seven, six hours of softball updates. So your boy was busy, okay? Yeah, I your know. Boy was busy. Yes. Do you bet there's like, okay, I mean, we're going to get to the baby stuff here in a second, but like, I feel like there's sneaky a lot of things that went on that would, would really lend itself in the sports world to us at least touching on. Yeah. You want to, you want to, chicken Nick. All right. Hard hitting sports talk for four minutes once a month. <laughs> That should be on the billboard. That should be on the billboard. I mean, I'm sure you got takes on Jimbo and Saban. If there's sports news, you come to us and let us know about it. (laughs) Then we'll ask you what we should say. Yeah, then you will inform us on the specifics of it, and we'll say, well, that sounds interesting. Now that's sports talk. Only on 1620. (laughs) That's what's happening. Chicken Nick, when sports happens, please tell us. Please let us know what happened in the game. <laughs> I'm sure we're dying to figure it out. We all have young kids. We don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> Your boy did watch some Western Conference and Eastern Conference playoff games while I was in the hospital waiting for my baby to be born. You're listening to the nursery show. Hosted by Mark Jackson exclusively on 1620 The Zone. All right. Uh, zero You're listening to Rockabye Baby. Hosted by Mark Jackson. That's what's going down. No, but okay. Hold on. I have not. I, where, what? What do you have? What no, do you got? I was going to say. I mean, I've got tweets and stuff that we'll get to in a little bit. But do we get into the Jimbo Sabin stuff and then get into. Nebraska baseball hating Purdue I, and see, then your kid? Uh, yes, I think that is the itinerary okay. and the schedule if you're looking at things right now. BT Dubs, I don't know if we ever got into this, has has Tatum done – did she ever do dance and have a dance recital? Okay. Yeah, she's or, done uh, – she did tap and some other regular dance. Okay, because I, I, I had to – maybe I had a dance recital, maybe, I don't know. 
I don't know, like 644 <laughs> days ago or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fans, obviously it's been, I think, whatever, 644 days or something like that exactly, but... That's quite... The dance recital for little kids is quite the experience in that you sit oh. through two hours of dances that are coming at you just like here's here's the first graders now the sixth graders now the third graders now the second graders here's the first graders again here's the third graders here's the eighth graders here's the fourth graders and the fifth graders and the sixth graders and the seventh graders and it's the eighth graders for the touchdown it's a touchdown in the dance recital it's a, it's a tap dance touchdown okay that I don't think there's a touchdown in the dancers. I don't think they're spiking the tutus uh, during during that at all. Could you imagine Greg Sharp being the announcer at the dance recital when he's going through each dance? He's announcing each dance, and they do come at you in waves. Oh, here here come the eight-year-olds! Here they come! Oh, they're going with a jazz. They're going with a jazz number. It's a touchdown. And it's a third grader's and it's a ballet. It's a ballet. And now the fourth grader's going to come with a jazz and a tap. And then the sixth grader's going to take. We're in intermission. I'm fed up. This is an intermission at the dancer side. I'm fed up. This is big red football. But anyways, yeah, yada, yada, yada. It's crazy. You sit there and then your kid comes out for a two-minute little dance number. And then that's it. And then you got to go back to sitting there and, and watching. But... Anywho, that was that. I have no help. Help. I'm, I am coming to you. My opinion is a ball of clay. I want you to shape it for me with the Nebraska Big Ten Purdue baseball thing. Shape my, my opinion ball of clay. Matt, what do you have for me with, with, so, with that? Give me a Stephen A. Smith first take hot take for this. I think it goes deeper than that. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. He'll j- and then he'll pause for like twelve seconds. Yeah. Well, first I think of all, you're missing the point on this. <laughs> Look, I have known Will Bolt for very long. I have spoken at the University of Nebraska numerous times, but I also have a great affinity for Purdue. <laughs> Okay, so I love he'll he'll, he'll spend um, the first ninety seconds of his opinion like to, stating where he stands on all parties involved in the opinion. You know I have the utmost respect for Kevin Durant. I've said he's one of the greatest scorers the world has ever right, seen, and you right. know Russell Westbrook and my admiration and congratulations that I have sent with massive adulations and salutations and various annexations on how he plays the game of basketball. But I am appalled. At Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant and the way they act 99% of the other time. You're like, okay, wait, okay, wait. Do we like? Who do we like? We don't like? Wait, wait. You like them both and you hate them both. <laughs> What's happening there? Okay, shape my, shape my opinion here. Ball of clay uh, handed to you. Well, it is not Purdue's responsibility to play a doubleheader on Friday if they know rain is coming on Saturday. Okay. It's not their responsibility to do that. It's their responsibility to at least pretend like they're trying to take the field on Saturday. Uh, yeah, maybe. But if I'm in Purdue's shoes, I ain't doing whatever I can to get on the field against a team that's likely going to beat me. Like, I've got – I'm in the clubhouse lead with a championship. Are you telling me that if I go out and play, there's a chance I lose that championship or I lose the right to make the cut on the weekend. Right. And if I stay here in the clubhouse, I'm good to go. Like, it's one of those who wants to be a millionaire, you know? Yeah. You can, you, you can go for the next one, and you could lose it all. You could lose it or all. You got to think about or it. Or you could just go home right now with a half a million dollars. <laughs> you know, like, all right. So – Uh, If the shoe's on the other foot, it's one of those things like I get why they did what they did. It's probably a little shady, but you got to look out for yourself and just isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? How many how many situations you could simply go? Well, if you were me, what would you think? You'd be like, well, if I were you, I would do exactly what you're doing because I'm not you and I'm on the other side. I hate what you're doing. You know what I mean? I just always for those who don't know, Nebraska had to 
either take two of three from Michigan State or sweep Michigan State. Okay, swift. If they took two of three from Michigan State, Purdue had to get swept by Maryland. If they swept Michigan State, okay. right. Purdue would just All have to lose right. two of three. All right, I've heard All right. enough. So, so, so Purdue, I've, so Purdue. I've, All I've right. heard enough. I've, I've, I've already, even if I'm Will Boat up in that thing, I'm like, I've lost interest. We got to do what now? So um, Nebraska swept Michigan State, and that means all Purdue had to do was lose once to Maryland. And they were going to the Big Ten tourney. We're going to the NCAA tournament? No. <laughs> Purdue. And now Purdue's like, guys, we're going to Omaha. College World Series? No. Big Ten <laughs> Do we have a shot to win? No. Eight seed. Seven seed. <laughs> That's what's so funny about all this stuff. But okay, I didn't realize there were that yeah. many, that many things needed to happen. It's what I'm trying to inform you about. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to give you the information. Well, I know I told you I was ball clay. You gotta mold it a little bit here for me. And you're doing you're doing that, and I appreciate first and foremost, I appreciate it. You ask for the time, I'm telling you how to build a watch. I, well, no, but I, that's I I need all of this. I just have felt like the whole time, and again, this is uh, let me preface this by saying I have not followed this story at all, and I don't really have any emotion invested into any of this stuff, although I do appreciate Will Boat up in that thing, and I do appreciate Jeff Christie up in that thing, and I do appreciate Alex Gordon was at one yeah. point in his career up in that thing. None of that has anything to do with That boy, it. Will Boat up in that thing. <laughs> we did um, we did put out a... <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is what hardcore... Nebraska baseball fans want a year. All right. This. Okay. This is it. This is great content. This was the poll that I put out having to do with this. I put out on the the Chicken Nick Show. (laughs) The question was, are you all mad at Purdue? Yes! Are you ready to bless the moon? (laughs) Uh, 62% said yes. 38% said no. All right. No. So, no. All right. No. 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 So that's a no. No. Well, okay. So, I mean, yeah, I think the my final thought on this would be, like, if you leave something up for – if you leave your fate in the hands of other th- people, other things, other teams, this is what happens. Don't leave it up to the officials. Don't leave it up to the committee. Don't, Don't leave, leave it, it up, up for this team to have to do this and the rain have to cooperate with that. Right. Nebraska had all season long to not leave it up to all these things. I like pitching, by Would the way. You... Okay, all right. Uh, my analysis! For those who don't know, Nick one time brought the hardest-hitting analysis to our College World Series preview where we were talking leading into the College World Series. And who do you like? Who do you like? Who do you like? Who do you like? <laughs> I don't remember if it was Texas or whoever. I don't remember. But I remember you saying this, why you picked a certain team. I like pitching. Just, you can already tell. It, I like pitching. Very, I mean, obviously not a very substance-filled statement, but nevertheless a statement that you could envision any sort of major baseball analyst dropping at some point but you can tell by my tone how i say it that i am an idiot when it comes to baseball right i like pitching like that guy like i don't i don't believe a word that guy says when it comes to baseball you remember we had the plt of course the plt was, was one of my favorite things do we do we P- got it plt the plt was pitching lamp turtle and that's what we would run <laughs> give me so a plt stupid. do you have give it? Me a little plt like when you'd go i love this we go oh give him a little plt because it's just so it's just so general oh, i love this i love that it flows really well it does all right so here we go with a little plt pitching lamp turtles i like pitching i love lamp i like turtles <laughs> The PLT. That's that good. PLT. That's good. Okay, I think I derailed your poll question. And your poll question is, and your, your question is, and your Twitter poll question is, and your question is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all, right. all right, we'll get to the poll questions in a moment. Okay. All right. All right. All right. 
Okay. Uh, Jimbo. Oh, Jimbo. Yeah. Being uh, being upset about what Nick Saban had to say. Nick Not Saban said yet. Uh, Texas A and M bought all their recruits. <laughs> and then, <laughs> Jimbo Fisher couldn't schedule a news conference. Fast enough because when you say you bought all your recruits, that means you're not a good recruiter. You just bought them all. You said, "Hey, you come here. I'm giving you this amount of money." And uh, Nick uh, Jimbo Fisher is. Some people think they're God. Go dig into how God did his his deal. You may find out about about a guy that a lot of things you don't want to know. We built him up to be the czar of football. Go dig into his past or anybody that's ever coached with him. You can find out anything you want to find out. What he does and how he does it, and it's despicable. All right. right. Some people think they're God. Go into God, see how he did his deal. I mean, he's got $10 million a year. It's a pretty good deal. (laughs) And and then you'll find a guy. Is it God or guy? You'll find a guy who's not all who he cracked up to be. People want to think he's the czar of football. He's not the czar. No one's ever said he's he's that. Yeah. Um, People said they need a czar. And Jimbo is a part of his past. So wouldn't. (laughs) Is he guilt by association? If he's like he know he knew something was going on, so he's in the getaway car, right? If yes. something happened in recruiting, right? Like, okay, excuse me, you're the person that has this knowledge. If you called a press conference to come out guns blazing, you ha- you have a microphone, you have the opportunity to say any. Was I the one that felt like again? Bear in mind, I was like in the middle of. Baby watch 2022 and in the middle of all this stuff. So I was like, not fully. I was in the baby pool of it, not in the deep end of it. But I felt like Jimbo Fisher's press conference was a big nothing burger. Like, I feel like he, it was like one of those things you'd be like, whoa, whoa, hey, you hear Jimbo boy, he let him have it. Like, did he really though? Like, what did he really say? He kind of said not a lot, right? Like, even that little clip he, you played, it's like, well, what are you even – a lot of hinting. Like, hey, you think you, hey, I'm telling you, boy, you it ain't what you think it is, and I'm going to tell you right now. Listen. Listen now. I'm going to tell you now. You, l- l- I'm going to tell you something now. It ain't really good now, right? All right, thanks for coming. You're like, what? <laughs> what did you say? Yeah, it was more the na- it was more the name-calling, calling him a narcissist and saying he's de- it's despicable and this and that, but he didn't really – you know, the whole we don't know what our collective is doing. I mean, yeah, God, look, those are the same people. If you believe that, then you also believe that athletes, you believe them that they don't know what they're putting in their body. Right. I, I had no idea. I didn't know. Sorry. I didn't know. I mean, you have these collectives that pool their money together to compensate players. How do they know which ones to right. it's ridiculous. compensate? And right. are you promising payment after? They commit or before? Why would you do it after? They've already committed to your school. Yeah. So why would you do that? It's before. It only makes sense. And how do you know which ones to funnel money to or to promise it's, to? It's nonsense. Oh, because they offered a scholarship? They offer scholarships to... They have so many uncommitted. A bajillion offers. people. They, yeah. So how do they know? Uh, someone's telling them. If it's not the head coach, it's someone on staff. If it's not on yeah. staff, it's someone who's very well connected. That here's where... Here are our targets. Come on. This stuff's been going on for years. Now it's just under the umbrella of collectives and NIL. The other side of this is, now I thought, I mean, for Saban to say what he said is, I mean, that's quite a, that, that's quite a, even though we probably think, eh, I mean, bought every player. I don't know if literally every player is, you know, on some massive NIL deal at Texas A&M. But I also think like sometimes, what was the context? It looked like Nate Oates was up there. Was this like an Alabama like booster fundraiser thing? What was this? It was a, a kickoff kind of roundtable for the world games that are going to be taking place in Birmingham, Alabama. The world games. 50-day countdown to the world game. Okay. That I tweeted out. My biggest takeaway from this whole thing is that the world games are getting being held in Birmingham. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even know. I had no clue. No. I had no clue that that was going to be. Okay, because so that was the other a- thing I was trying to figure out was like, okay, because context can matter with like, okay, what's the what's the room? Who's in the room? Did Nick know? I mean, at this point, you kind of know that everything in 2022 is recorded or could be recorded, so you got to 
be careful yeah. with what you say, especially when you're a big public figure like that. But one of my first thoughts was like, okay, well, what's the room? Now that I know it was the announcement of the World Games in Birmingham, whatever, that's kind of a weird situation for Nick Saban to to all of a sudden go on like a, a yeah. rant about these kinds of so things. Like a seven-minute rant about it. Here's a uh, here, – I mean, we were second in recruiting last year. A&M was first. A&M bought every player on their team, made a deal for name, image, and likeness. All right, we didn't buy one player, all right? But I don't know if we're going to be able to sustain that in the future because more and more people are doing it. Okay, and then he went out to call Dion. Now, I think he's saying, I don't know if we'll be able to sustain not buying players. Right. Like, I think that's what he's saying. Like, because this is the warning shot. We might have to play this game. Well, but- and so maybe he's talking to the boosters. Maybe he's sending a message. You better help us out. I don't think they need help. I mean, they, they got all the money in the world. Well, first of all, I don't believe that they didn't buy one player, Alabama. I don't believe that... You know, I don't believe Jimbo Fisher saying we didn't buy one player. I don't believe that. I don't believe Nick Saban saying we didn't buy one player. I don't also think that every player on Bama's roster was bought, nor do I think every player on Texas A&M's roster was bought. But at the same time, didn't Nick Saban, wasn't Nick Saban quoted at the beginning of last season in saying that the Alabama quarterback, whose name escapes me right now, who's Bryce Young, Bryce, Bryce Young, Young had a seven-figure seven NIL, isn't that like... He said it at a coach's clinic right before SEC Media Days last summer. Even Lane Kiffin was caught off guard when he was asked about it at SEC Media Days. He was he was already on campus. But, but, but I'm saying... Had a seven-figure NIL deal, yeah. And maybe we're getting into semantics of, of what Saban means by buying a player, and I'm doing air quotes here. But to me, that's that would fall under the umbrella of buying... I mean, at this point... NIL, whether it's you're actually, you know, it's just straight up a collective given money, you're actually endorsing something, whatever. To me, it's all under the same, in the same pot to me, to a certain extent. And maybe that's me. That's how it's landing for me. So again, a lot of this stuff is 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 very ambiguous and up for interpretation, right. but I just kind of felt like, I felt like Jimbo's press conference said a whole heck of nothing, and I don't believe that he said, I don't believe that this idea that he didn't, they, they didn't pay for one player. Saban, same thing. I don't believe that he says they never bought a player when he literally said his starting quarterback was on a seven-figure NIL deal. Well, I don't know what you would call that, Nick Saban. So I don't, this whole thing was bizarre. I think that the most bizarre thing about all of this is just the fact that you have two of the highest-profile coaches literally hurling grenades at each other. And one of them – I mean, Jimbo called a press conference solely – to address this, imagine what he would have said if he was allowed to hold that news conference like an hour after Nick Saban made his comments. Like Ooh. this was the next day. Right. Just imagine. Imagine. I've I've heard reports that they tried to get him not to hold this news conference. I'm and he's a, like, nope, I'm doing it. I, I'm a I'm a little amazed that enough people, and maybe when you're Jimbo Fisher yeah. and the head coach, and you're saying not to hell with all of you, I am having a news conference. I'm kind of amazed that enough people. Yeah. It, it got past enough people to be like, yep, okay, we are actually going to have a press conference where the We're sole purpose it. is for Jimbo Fisher to get up there and attack Nick you, Saban and defend the when you are the when you're the highest paid uh, person in the state or whatever it is there, uh, highest paid employee, you run the show, and yeah. he certainly runs the show. Bryce Young, by the way, had been on campus since 2020, so okay. he was under Mac Jones. So last year he had been on campus for that seven. So I get, I get, again, we're getting into semantics like of eventually, like. Right. We're getting into semantics a little bit of like bought a player to come there when you can't. That maybe does because Nick would go, well, Bryce was already on campus. It's like, well, he's still getting. I mean, in some ways, I feel like his announcement to that, hey, Bryce Young's got a seven figure deal is is a little bit of a of a bat signal to the rest of the recruits. Like, hey, just so you know, the only reason that's the only reason he said it. Right. It's the like, only reason he said hey, it is for this guys get a million bucks here. So, like, I don't know if you came here like. You get like, right. yeah. I mean, fans, it'd be huge. You know, like all recruits, you get like six hundred forty-four thousand dollars, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, fans. Obviously, it's been I think whatever six hundred forty-four days or something like that exactly. But please let that be the number. Yes. Okay. I mean, is there any other? I, I so, didn't really have no, any scorching it. takes. That's I just, you know, we had um, topical things. Topical let do, things. Uh, let me do it. You're listening to Topical Things, only on 16 Short of the Zone. I'm your typical radio host. We're going to talk about topical things. Joe, Uncle Joe Scanlon had a topical tweet. 
He's not the uh, meteorologist, but there was a tornado siren that was put <laughs> yeah. out there. Yeah. Uh, there, yeah. Hastings, there was a weather report. And Joe Scanlon <laughs> put out the tweet and said, is it a siren or is it Nick Baugh laughing at a drop on the Schick and Nick show? I want to play for you this news report. Here we go. <laughs> on Tuesday morning, as CNRA prepared for if disaster should strike. That's a... Okay. Uh, now, <laughs> I don't know if that's a, a bomb warning, a tornado warning, a siren. I don't know. Let's be honest. Can we be honest? It's exactly the same. <laughs> it's not even like, eh, it's kind of here. It's exactly the same. Did you get paid to be the siren? Let me tell you. Is this your NIL? Is this your name, image, and likeness? How did you make all your money? It's like, you know, the sirens you hear? It's me. How do you do that? Like, I just talked to my friend Matt Chick, and, you know, one thing leads to another, and I start, you know, hollering, if you will. Disaster should strike. (laughs) All right, let's compare. It's exactly Let's compare here. Let me see what I got. Oh, you got some tanks. You got some sirens up in that tank. All right, here we go. This is Nick. Very long laugh. It says eight seconds. Here we go. (laughs) Okay. The first three seconds are the siren. Okay. Go back. Let's go back to uh, Mr. Uh, reporter here. Star should strike. <laughs> Did you play him at the same time? All right, hold on. On Tuesday morning, as CNRA prepared for if disaster should strike. That's the sound that. What? I mean, seriously. It's the same. It's the same sound. This, that is incredible. I don't know whether to be as proud as I've ever been of myself or as embarrassed as I've ever been. Do you think there are people who, for the first time listening to the podcast, hear you laugh on the pod like that and think, Oh my! And they start looking up at the clouds, see right. if there's a Whoa, bad weather on? in the area. Right, right. I wonder. I wonder when I'm in my hotels, like if someone's next to me and I start howling in my room, if they feel like they got to <laughs> exit the hotel, like there's some sirens going off here. I mean, wow! I mean, the, everything about it—the pitch, the the rise, you know, the rise to it. Like it's all. I'm going to do it again. I'm doing it again on Tuesday morning as CNRA prepared for if disaster should strike. That's the sound. Unbelievable. Great. That's really good stuff. That's unbelievable. Thank you, Uncle Joe. Wow, Uncle Joe. You take the rest of the month off, playa. I don't think anyone's ever called him playa. (laughs) (laughs) Quick time out from this ridiculously, ridiculously awesome but silly podcast to tell you about our good friends at The Beanery. And I think Paul really just has one simple question for you. Are you ready for your... Coffee brood. Are you ready to bless the mood? I need some crave trucker plate. I need some help, please. <laughs> but you can bless your mood by blessing your taste buds with some beanery coffee and not just coffee chick you got various kinds of lattes cappuccinos teas you also got smoothies i mean they got a bunch of different smoothies i mean i'm looking at it right now it's like they got like i don't know like 644 different smoothies or something like that yeah i mean fans obviously it's been i think whatever 644 days or something like that exactly but uh i do want to say that uh paul and the gang have been great great partners uh throughout this they are I believe they are the longest continuous sponsor of this show. They recently shattered the record 
And we hope they are our partner for uh, months, if not years, to come here on this pod. And the best way to affirm them as a sponsor and say, you know what, keep sponsoring the show, is to go and sponsor them, meaning go buy their coffee, go support Paul and the family. There's nothing better than local businesses getting your business, and the beanery is the place to go. I mentioned smoothies, uh, cherry smoothie, green apple smoothie, peach smoothie, mango smoothie. Uh, You can also get the Schick and Nick drink. Caramel pecan latte, you can get it iced or hot. And I I struggle to remember exactly how. (laughs) I haven't even played it yet. How Bo Paulini likes his Schick and Nick show, Schick and Nick drink, hot or cold. I can't remember. I don't mind it being a latte, but it's got to be hot. Oh, that's right. I couldn't. It was a 50-50 deal. I wasn't totally sure. But, yeah. I mean, And here's the thing. With the temperatures on the rise, you want it cold. I mean, you can do all the drinks. You can do them hot. You can do them cold. Your boy's a cold brew coffee cat through and through. And the cold brew coffee from the beanery will get you in the mood. Can I get some energy, please? Bless the mood. I need some help, please. Not sure in the mood for what. Most people have their coffee in the morning, but uh, to each his own. It's yeah. the beanery serving people coffee. Congratulations there. Do you want to do the polls before we get to your baby talk? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. What's your reaction to Alyssa and Uncle Joe Scanlon being unprepared and unable to sing along with Travis and his Bless the Mood parody? 71% said surprised and disappointed. 29% said understandable. It's Travis last week doing 92. 92. <laughs> Are you ready for 92? <laughs> that song is caught by storm. Uh, this one. Are you more likely to go to Corn Coast Brewing Company because they have a beer named 644 Days? I mean, come on. This has to be a landslide. said yes, 12% no, 11% maybe. Come on, people. I mean, you know, why if you're, I mean, come on. I was expecting a 99% yes. Yeah. How about this? When you walk into a bar and see a beer named 644 days, do you even care what's in it? 89% said nope, just ordering it. 11% said yes, need to see the hop type. Need to see the hops place. Would I need some help, please? Ah! Yeah. Uh, BT Dubs, as you like to say, thank mm-hmm. you to Corn Coast Brewing. They sent me a shirt. Yeah, um, your boy got a shirt. a shirt. Oh, yeah. Very Excellent nice material. Shirt. It's good. It's a good shirt. No, I thought you were going to do the Mark Jackson. You're listening to, to the t shirt show. You're listening yeah. to the t shirt show only on 1620 The Zone. So stupid. <laughs> would you ever include? Would you ever include show drops in an important speech, even if nobody in the room understood the references? Eighty-six percent said yes, it's worth it. Fourteen percent said no, that's stupid. Is a bar mitzvah speech the appropriate time to reference twelve show drops in the span of three minutes? Eighty-nine percent said absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. If you. <laughs> If you don't have your show drops, you've got nothing. If you don't have your health, you've got nothing. <laughs> okay, Werner. Werner Burger. What are you talking? Maybe someone in the bar mitzvah should be like, oh, what are you no, talking no, as if no. you're knowing about some sort of thing? <laughs> Why are you talking as if you're knowing something about this whole thing? Okay, so... 80 <laughs> 89% said Abbott. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't handle that whole interaction. I think I had been watching Bear Grylls on like the Discovery Channel, and I felt like I had accumulated enough knowledge to ask one pseudo question that would insinuate that I did know a thing or two and Bear Grylls or Werner Burger called my ass out. <laughs> Look, I've I've climbed these mountains. You haven't. Let's not pretend that you did. Okay? Let's not pretend. <laughs> <sighs> trying to find Oh, here we, we go. Are you talking? Are you talking as if you're knowing something? Do you want to do you want to hear the context? Yeah, do you have it? You have my question? Wait, hold on. Before Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah. Is it a terror? Uh, but before I get to that, to wrap up. Okay, sorry. Eleven percent. Eleven percent said not. Not. Oh, Iowa Matt. Okay, that was the bar mitzvah question. All right. A little Werner Burger when he was in studio. So who is I mean he was he was like a what what was his exact like some old just climber old, I, uh, I mean is that I don't know old old older climber John, dude John Oki at KTV like knows him or knows of him and has interviewed him before. He loves himself some Werner Burger. Does he live in Omaha? Or does he live I in the mountains so. somewhere, man? Here's the context. <laughs> Here's I found it. Here's you. We should just put the whole interview up there with Werner Berger because there's so many. You know what? That's going to be my project for next week is just go through the interview and just find new drops from Werner Berger. He's got okay. such a good voice. He, oh, gosh, he's perfect. All right, here we go. Here's your question to Werner. Very good. Werner, whenever I watch, uh, there's a show, Man vs. Wild, on the Discovery Channel. He always talks about keeping morale high when you're mm-hmm. when you're in in the wild like that. Mm-hmm. What are some things you guys can do as a camp to keep the spirits up? Because I'm sure there could be some times where adversity strikes and you're tired and you look up at that mountain and you realize you got a long ways to go. What What are some activities you guys did to keep morale high? Well, you're talking as if you're knowing something about this whole thing because... Um, when we were finally ready to head for the summit and we had at least five, six days to wait and didn't know that the weather was going to be in our favor, that was, I had one really low day. I'm sure. And I just had to... Okay, hold on. Just stop with your patronizing. I'm sure. I'm sure you did. Really low day. I'm sure. I could only imagine, Werner. We are forever in your debt for what you've done. That was, I had one really low day. I'm sure. <laughs> you did kind of sound like a nerd, a new broadcaster asking that I, question. I've been watching Man vs. Wild preparing for this interview, and I have one question for you. How do you keep spirits high? Because I'd have to imagine when you're climbing a mountain, it gets to be hard. What do you do, Bear? <laughs> I want to talk about basketball. You do not know anything about basketball. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, I just want to hear that whole interview. All right. Uh, okay. I'm going to put a poll up. All right. I'm going to put the poll up. We getting our do Werner you room? want the entire Werner Burger interview put into a future pod? Okay. I think so. That's going to be the next. I think we know the answer be. to that question. Let's continue with the polls. Is Bless the Mood the most versatile drop in show history? 70% said yes. 30% said no. Uh, This was the biggest question of the day. What is the best yeah at the end of each podcast episode? I might have voted for this one. The winner, 41%, said John Bishop's yeah. Yeah! That was his reaction to winning it, too. I think I think I'm one of the 41 percent that devoted. Yeah. I can't get enough of bishops. Yeah, yeah. Nick Hendrich got 23 percent for yeah. Matt Davison, yes, got 20 percent, and Jacob, the intern, the lowly Clemson fan, got 16 percent. Uh, he'll he'll survive uh, uh, with all Jacob. his national titles he's got now. Jacob, are you upset that you're finishing fourth? Yeah. All right, all right Jacob. When you hear broadcasters mention the PGA Championship in Tulsa, do you immediately think, I open up some Tulsa? <laughs> 46% said yes. 32% said no. 22% said what? <laughs> that's a tough one. Of course, that's, of course, because of your, your salsa drop. I open, I open up some salsa, explodes all over my chest. <laughs> all <right>. And then <sighs> the final question, if, if Creighton beats Texas at the mood next season, should the Blue Jays celebrate the win by singing Bless the Mood? Ooh. 90% said, of course. So congratulations. I got to I gotta find a way to be on the call for that game. It's got to happen. Even though the home Big 12 sites are usually going to be on ESPN, the home Big East teams are going to be on Fox, so that's looking like it's an ESPN game. Jay Billis to do that game. Well, you know Jay what? Jay Billis. Yeah, right. Uh, and uh, one last thing before we get to uh, your big news. <laughs> uh, Nebraska Synthetic Greens. Yeah, they've been doing their thing. Uh, they, tw- they tweeted out, some new customer reviews have been rolling in. If you want to see what all the fuss is about, give us a call. We'll put a green in for you. 
It put a green in for you. The, these were re- reviews were re- put in by Nick B, Werner B, Matthew M, and Kathy M. Okay, and the avatars are of you were <laughs> a mountain or a mountain climber, Matthew McConaughey and Kathy. Yeah, her her Twitter. Yeah, right. There are six reviews for Nebraska synthetic greens, and I believe all of them are fake. <laughs> Here's Nick B. <laughs> And I think you're going to find out that Nebraska Synthetic Greens is a cut above everybody else. Werner Berger, Werner B, has a review. If you don't have a synthetic green, you've got nothing. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey, all right, all right. Last time I was on the golf course, my short game was a mess. Can I get some help, please? Come on, CDC. This new synthetic golf green has helped me shave strokes off my game. <laughs> and Kathy M, Nebraska Synthetic Greens, I admire you greatly. Enjoy your green. Okay. So those are the reviews. Oh, amazing. For Nebraska. That's amazing. Okay. Very good. And I, I, I don't care if they submitted them themselves and put those in. I think whatever it takes. That's great. So uh, Fake reviews. It's all good to me. Uh, and then Mike B. tweets, Husker fans, when Purdue takes the field at TD Ameritrade this week, are you ready to shout those boos? Or are you ready to boo Purdue? Are you ready to bless the moon? You know what? They're playing Rutgers, so just wear your red. And you know what they should do this week? This would be great. Show up when you're Husker red, cheer for Rutgers, and then, like, bring umbrellas and put them up in the stands. And just be like, put oh, up, it's raining! Oh, just do some uh, rain talking. Yeah. Uh, wear some ponchos. Wear a Sean Kemp jersey. Oh, God. Wear... Bring a poster of a Dustin Hoffman, oh, Tom Cruise movie. Where, bring a new edition song asking if you can stand to rain. You know what they should do? TD Ameritrade should play Creedence Clearwater Revival, Who Will Stop the Rain. <laughs> now that'd be some good trolling. Creedence Clearwater Revival, Who Will Stop the Rain, should be all of... The, there should be rain music for in between innings. In between oh. every inning, a different can, new edition Can You Stand the Rain, CCR, Who Will Stop the Rain. Billy Vanilli, blame it on blame the rain. Blame it on the rain. I think Phil Collins has Rain On Me, a song. I, I, you, got, you can find various rain songs, you know what I'm saying? Bring out Rain Wilson, to- who played Dwight Schrute to throw out the first pitch. Okay. Throw it out the first <laughs> pitch action. is Rain Wilson. Rain let it rip. Let it drip. I mean, rip. You suck, Purdue. You suck. <laughs> I've been fired. Oh, I have been fired as the PA guy. Now batting the catcher. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. I didn't know the PA guy was yelling that. I thought it was a fan. No, it was That's the PA the guy. PA guy. <laughs> it was the PA guy. <laughs> And then you bring up the catcher. The catcher. The catcher. The catcher. I cannot hear air. It's that guy. Right. That's the guy that's going to be doing all, all of right. this in our hypothetical situation. This is not going to happen. All right. I do want to uh, end the show. Well, I guess that's all the time. That's all the time we got. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't have some amazing, ball. like, you got to hear this story. So, anyway, I'm in there There's having a baby. And, all right. no. Is it wrong that. The very first thing I thought of when you announced the name of the baby. Yep. Which is Marvin Lou. The first thing I thought of was Marvin Lou. Are you ready to bless the moon? Tell me that that did not go through your mind at all. It went through, not initially. Right, right. right. But then as, as the rise of bless the mood <laughs> has, has taken place. I kind of it kind of started to connect like uh oh this kind of works, and but you're never sure. I was surprised how quickly, oh, that was just the rea- You know, I send the tweet out the announcement, and you know you get uh, congrats, oh amazing, congrats, da 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 da, and here come the chicken Nick listeners, and it's <laughs> because the best. I mean, you got to read who who said the one that involved Kim. That can Kim get uh, some help, please. Oh yeah, can Kim get some get some help, please? I need some help, please. <laughs> Are you ready for Marvin Lou? 
Yes. How about uh, that? Uh, we it, did send out congratulations from the Chicken Nick Show account. Marvin yeah. Lou was born. It was, uh, you know, one of the it, – it, it's, it's always tough, the unexpected, like, when's this baby going to be born? But you guys knew we're going to induce this. Yes. You know, eventually. And that's, that's really – you know, it takes the guesswork out of it. So you, you had it planned, you had it good, and how did it go? And congratulations. Well, the other it. thing to just how everything, all roads lead back to the Chick and Nick show. Mr. Marvin Lou was born at 644 Stop. p.m. Stop. I swear Stop. to God. I can no, show you the birth certificate. I, will, I swear to Stop. the God Nick Saban. I swear to you, he was born at 6.44 p.m. or something like that. Swear to God. I don't think I tweeted it, but... Okay, is that why you didn't tweet the time No, I just felt like there hits a point where you're like TMI. You're like, you know, you don't know. Some people don't... You you know, you want the... Everybody wants just the name and the the weight, right. right? Like, you know what I mean? Like body, head circumference, 14 inches and a fourth. Body circumference. 15 inches and three-eighths. Finger size. Quarter of an inch. Time. Military or standard? Which way you prefer? You know, you get to where you're like, you become creepy Why and team. Why is Hannibal Lecter <laughs> announcing the birth of... Could you, is there a worse character? Hello, I'm Hannibal Lecter. I'll be announcing the births of your child. The name was Marvin Liu. He was born at 6.44 p.m., May 19th, 2022. Now, that's, uh, that's instantly like, okay, this is, now I'm creeped out. I'm creeped his, out. Instead of his first meal, his first meal was not fava beans. <laughs> it was, in fact, colostrum, <laughs> which eventually became breast milk. Breast milk from the mother. <laughs> Quite nutritious, you know, for these babies. They need... All the milk that they can get in their first few hours of birth. Congratulations on your little bundle of joy. Like, okay, thanks, Hannibal. Yikes. <laughs> thanks, thanks Yikes. Doc. Thanks, thanks, Dr. Lecter. Crazy. Take off your mask next time. Yeah. Delivering. But yeah, how about that? 644. Yeah. Like that is. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You know, Marvin Lewis born at like 644 p.m. or something like that. Yeah. I mean, fans, obviously, it's been, I think, whatever, 644 days or something like that exactly. But Dr. Nick Henrich delivering your baby and saying it's 644. Now, (laughs) when he said, when they said time of birth, 644, because they do announce that as the baby's being born. Yeah. Is there any acknowledgement, or is, are you just so immersed in the baby that you don't even think about it, and then it's afterwards where you're saying, like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe it. it. I will be honest with you. In the moment, you're you're so caught up in the emotion of, oh, my God, there's my, my baby. You don't even hear them say you, I don't. I don't even hear it. It took, it took maybe looking at the sheet to see the time, and I saw – so, you know, the – the the moment it passed, I see the time, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Really? Six do, you re- do you realize <laughs> how unlikely? Like, when you right. think about divine intervention, and yes. people ask you, is there a God? <laughs> All you have to say is, my son, Marvin Liu, which sounds like bless the mood, was born at 644. That's all you have to say. Right. I mean, come on. Right? I mean, it's incredible. unbelievable, is it that's, not? That that's incredible. It is. That it's is nuts. It's nuts. Incredible. It's nuts. Uh, uh, but no, awesome. everything. Everything's good. Everything. Everything's pretty good right now. He, just like the the little Mac man, my my little two year old, he had to go. His Billy Rubin was elevated, so he had to go to the NICU. Are you ready to go oh, to the no. NICU? I was like, okay, <laughs> can I get some help, please? Are you ready to bless the mood? I need some help, please. <laughs> so Marvin Lou is currently in the Nick U. Just trying to get Are his belly ready to bless the mood. I need some help, please. So Billy Rubin a little elevated. He's got so he's in the NICU. He's yet to come home, which is unfortunate. Uh, but yeah, no, he's He's 
doing some good things. He has some diapers he wish he could have back. For the most part, he's doing some good things, though. So. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, it's so, I mean, you know how it is. Your third, I mean, you're a, yeah. you are a four-time baby world champion. I'm only, I only got three. Look at you. You are the king. I am trying to get to your level. Unfortunately, I am retiring from the baby-making <laughs> business after Marvin Lou. <laughs> Are you ready to bless the mood? <laughs> but it's amazing how the difference in from, from kid to kid, how you're th- there's always that stress and anxiety of it, but you're able to filter through that stuff. I don't know how it was for you from Cohen to Tatum and so on. Like if you were able to just enjoy it more, like I felt like I, w- I was able to just enjoy this whole process more and not get as get get as stressed about every little thing that's going on, you know? I mean, yeah. Let's make this more about me. Uh, when yes! Tatum was born, when Tatum was born, I found out that morning that our show wasn't going to be renewed. Renewed. Your contract. I found out our show wouldn't be renewed. Are you ready to bless the moon? Uh, I found out that uh, we couldn't make any promises about my show. I'd met with our GM, and so our show's in the flux. And so I couldn't actually, in, in all all four of our kids, that's the one where I was just so stressed that I couldn't enjoy it as much as I could. It was by that a blur. That stinks. But, uh, but, yeah, you're right. I mean, the Porter and the Beckett, like the first one, you're just, you don't know what to expect. And you are terrified. Second one, yes, you're terrified. And then a baby comes out, you're like, this is surreal. Oh, my goodness, he looks like me. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, this is, right. they're going to let us take this home? I know. They let us take this home when we're done? And then kid two, kid three, it's just a different, yeah, you get to, it's slow down a little bit. There really aren't any surprises, God willing. And Right. Uh, yeah. But so it's I'm amazing. Like it. I mean, because it was, so right after, so, you know, Dude is born, uh, you know, just like anything, there's like a couple things, like the staff comes in there, they're cleaning him up, and they're getting him to, you know, cry and all that stuff, and uh, Kim had to have like a quick little procedure afterwards, so she had to like, so she, ha- she had a little, little skin-to-skin time, and then she had to go do, do a thing for that yick and wang was, I think, the exact medical term for it. For yeah, what the- I don't know that that's, I, know, I think I know the procedure you're talking about, uh, and I don't think it has anything to do with... No, a guy Things named for chicken wings. Doctor Doctor J, Doctor Julia Serving came in and said, "We're gonna take Kim back. She's got to do a thing for that yicking wang. So just sit tight." I was like, "This is my kind of hospital. This hospital's great." I did that thing for the chicken nuggets. Remember the nuggets? Oh, were oh of course. As in as your honor, in your honor, I every meal your boy was murdering some chicken nuggets. <laughs> Their chicken nuggets are fantastic. I, I hope ever. Are you Brian? Oh, Brian? oh your God. boys at Brian. The chicken nuggets be doing that thing for that chicken nugget wang, boy. No, I was gonna say that's. I don't think they're doing that for the chicken. They are chicken, but I think uh, after because we had Tatum born there as well, and after the after Cohen, as soon as we found out we were pregnant again, and we started getting closer, I started thinking about Brian the Hospital. The, yeah, like because. It's a getaway. You know you're getting some food, mm-hmm. and they have a snack area for oh. guys to hang out in. Like yeah. it's it's great. Do it right. No, I know they you. I've right. been grubbing like a champ for the past couple of days, but uh, but no. So no. But anyway, so they so Doctor J wheels Kim back to do her do a little quick procedure for doing that thing for that yicking wang again. Just don't want to bore people yeah. with the medical mumbo jumbo here, and and it just it's so interesting. So they. They literally, they clean, clean Marvin up, hand him to me, and then everybody's kind of, they're cleaning up their whole thing, and they all leave the room. And so literally in the room is just me and Marvin. And I'm sitting there with him, and luckily homeboy Marvin, we stared at each other. It was an amazing moment. In fact, it was like just me and him in the room. He is, dude, dude has been in the world for... 17, 16 minutes at this point. We, I have him in my hands. We stare at each other. He's not crying. He's just looking at me. I'm looking at him. No one else in the room. And then he slowly just falls asleep. And he slept in my hands for 
44 minutes or something like that. Oh and we gosh. just are <laughs> looking at each other, and he's sleeping. And at one point, though, I felt like, remember the season finale of Fresh Prince where Will is in his living room and no one's in it? That's how I felt with me and Marvin in the room. It was like no one was in there but me and Marvin. But we, at one point, the nurse did peek her head in, like 10 minutes in, like, hey, I'm out here just so you know. Like, if you need anything, let me know. I'm like, all right. But it's a really, really powerful, cool That's moment. Right. Just me and him looking at each other. Soaking each other up. He's a beast. Ten, 10 pounds, nine ounces. Homeboy is, I mean, move over, Oshan Mathis. Marvin Lou is coming to get those sacks. Those Big Mac sacks. Big Mac sack. Okay, I don't know if that's true at all, but um, that is the first thing that women, and I've been programmed to go to that, the, the weight, the length. Right. And when I saw 10 pounds, and I said it to Kelly, I knew what she was going to respond. She's like, whoa, mama. Because yeah. like, you think about the pain, right? You, right. you think about how does that fit through that? Right. right. I mean, it's just amazing. It is, it's isn't amazing. it? How do you carry around that for a while? Did you hear what the doctor said, though, when he was born? Did you hear? Do we have audio of it? I do. This was what the doctor said uh, when he uh, took Marvin Liu and, and carried Marvin Liu yeah. and saw him for the first time. Just look at the width. Yeah. <laughs> the massive chest and back it's just physically he's even more impressive than i thought he would be. <laughs> it was dr henry that, that's uh, it there, that's it one more thing real quick the, though before we we wrap yeah, it up yeah because this is something that if you're fortunate enough to have multiple children it is one of the most i'm not so sure that sure i told you about the moment me and marvin alone in the room really powerful really a uh, moment i'll never forget right but I almost think the coolest moment of this whole ordeal so far was it was one thing for when Mava met Mac, but there's something about two siblings meeting the next sibling. Like when Mava and Mac, so six-year-old daughter and Mac's almost two, they came trotting into the hospital room, and I have a photo. I think we posted a photo of Mava yeah. holding Marvin with Mac kind of like, you know, hunched over and staring at Marvin. Oops, and sorry. Go ahead. it hunched over Marvin, and it, that's like that, I, I would say I, of course, I, your boy's always a little. He's prone to seasonal allergies, but that that photo and that moment of seeing my two kids meet the third one for whatever reason, I don't know. Like that one just really, I don't know if that's how it was for you, but like there's something that is incredibly powerful about your kids meeting your kid, your new kid. Yeah. It's amazing. You've changed their lives, right? Yeah. You've changed their lives. And I've always felt that when the – and this was especially true when Cohen met Tate. Okay. Even though they were – because our kids were 20 months apart, 19 months, and 18 months apart. Okay, so those were the three gaps between the four kids. The one that is – like for Cohen seeing Tate, Cohen walks in, and Cohen looked like a giant. <laughs> You're and right. then for the second one, Tate looked like – Behemoth, right? And Porter then looked like Bam out of bio, gargantuan yes. Bam out of bio, <laughs> next to and your kids just all to, all of a sudden look huge, right? Next to your baby, and then in your mind you always have to remember how old they are because you start. My dad always said this: you start putting much older expectations on your three or four oh, year yeah. old, and you forget because in relation they seem like they're ten or twelve. But reality, there's still four or five. Yeah, you just have to. I know it's it's just it's wild. It's yeah, because I agree. Mac Mac felt like he was enormous to me, and right now, like I'm like, come on, Mac, you got you can drive yourself around. Here's the car keys. You go do whatever you want to do. Like he's not even two yet, but yeah. So really cool. I mean, really. Ho hopefully, we get we get out of the hospital soon. Um, yeah. But yeah. So. Every every uh, everything's good. Marvin Lou's the man. I'm pumped. Everybody's happy and and excited. Tyler's going to be happy, too, in just a moment. But this was the first thing, when because the name Marvin, you always have an instance where in your mind you're like, okay, what does that name remind me of? And some, and I thought of this, and I said, I'm going to play this on the show. But then someone tweeted the gif of it. And I wonder if this is audio of when Marvin calls up your his brother, <laughs> perhaps his cousin, yeah. but his brother... Uh, maybe he'll have a cousin named Chuck in yeah. the future. Uh, this is what the phone call would be like. Chuck! Chuck! It's Marvin! Your cousin, Marvin Barry! <laughs> you know that new sound you're looking for? Well, listen to this! 
like Marvin. Marvin. I've gotten so I've gotten that gif a couple of times on tweets when I initially text a lot of a lot of my homies. One Barrett Rude. His response was that gif. How about that? That's great. That's that great, man. Great. That's great. That's great, man. That's, That's great, man. man. Tyler, is it great? I'm not happy about that. Chicken Nick. Yeah. Chicken Nick. Yeah. Chicken Nick show. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. 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 I like pitching. Why are you talking as if you're knowing something about this whole thing? <laughs> A Huda Media Production.